Well, the leaked opinion uh, back in February, which I and I assume others said, well, you never know what it'll look like when they finally release it, looked a lot alike. It didn't change very much. Some of the even, I would say, more uh, provocative language calling Roe v. Wade egregiously wrong and saying, you know, the kind of language that said, you know, this is this is a precedent that should have never been a precedent, continued. Um, the other issue that's interesting is that uh, Chief Justice Roberts, who was always seeking a more moderate path, saying, well, we can always uphold the 15-week Mississippi law on pre-viability, but do we have to overturn Roe v. Wade? He was trying to get more, he was trying to peel more conservatives over to that side, and he didn't. He's, he was alone. That, that position was his own concurrence. Uh, so he didn't get move anyone over. So, of course, the three Donald Trump appointees, I, ironically or tragically, depending upon your point of view, provided exactly the thing the president had promised. When you look inside those uh, walls of the Supreme Court, Thane, maybe a little bit more on the personalities, what went back and forth. And as you mentioned, and that was one of my questions, the last three years really paved the way to this decision. There's no doubt. I mean, whether Donald Trump is going to spend the day doing a victory lap, you know, I mean, I assume he will. He'll say, look what I did. Look what I did in one term. Um, so, uh, look, you know, there were people, court watchers like myself, after the leaked opinion, said, oh, my God, this is such a breach of institutional integrity. Like, who would have done this to them? And you're saying, well, it had to be a progressive, someone who was in the chambers of one of the more liberal progressive justices. But now you have to wonder, and again, there was a lot of sense of tension between them, all of them. Even Justice Thomas said this is just something that is so shattering to us that someone would have leaked, you know, an opinion. This is not a political body. This is a deliberative body, which means our proceedings are in secret. Um, but now you have to ask yourself, Maybe it was a conservative person who leaked, and I'll tell you why. Because they feared that if they lost one of the other five to move, like a Kavanaugh, who also could have been on the fence, if he pulled over with Roberts, you can't overturn Roe v. Wade. You can uphold the Mississippi law, but you can't overturn it. And maybe someone was trying to lock Kavanaugh in, because in February he was with the majority. And maybe he was soft. And so there is something, again, I'm just speculating, but when you say what was going on, but I'm wondering whether that, we, again, we don't know the, who leaked, but I'm wondering if that's the reason, because we, they didn't have six to three. They only had five to four. Legal analyst with CBS News, Thane Rosenbaum with us. Thane, the Supreme Court's decision, they are the Supreme Court. But we've had many text messages on the station this morning saying, can you challenge the Constitution? Is this a final verdict? I'll throw that at you. Congress can always pass another constitutional amendment, right? An pro-abortion Roe v. Wade amendment. Remember, what's the difference between the Dobbs-Mississippi abortion case and the case before the New York gun case? Well, the New York gun case had the Second Amendment, which meant that it discussed guns, firearms. Abortion is not in the Constitution. That's what social conservatives and judicial conservatives have been saying since Roe v. Wade. Where are you getting this stuff? You know, that's what they've been saying. Show me where abortion is in the Constitution. 
So one response raised to say, put it in. <laughs> so just write an amendment that puts it in. That's a possibility. Or to try to, to federalize Roe v. Wade through some congressional action. You know the problem is there? You have the same war that we had back in the founding of this of republic, states' rights versus strong central government. Remember Jefferson, big on states' rights. Uh, Alexander Hamilton, Monroe, big, you know, big on John Adams, big on central government. The Supreme Court just said it's a state's law matter. It should be sent back to the. It's a political matter sent back to the people through their state legislators. Each state should go state by state. So any talk now about federalizing it sets up this battle, right, central government or states' rights. The Supreme Court said it belongs to the people by way of states. Uh, but maybe Congress is also by way of people, except that it's the federal government. So, look, that's another, you know, the Supreme Court said this is a political issue. You know, they, they got what they paid for. <laughs> this is going to be a big political issue. Uh, Thane, wouldn't you agree, and again, uh, Roe versus Wade is 50 years ago, this is the biggest move in the court, Supreme Court, in our country in the last 50 years. Yeah, I mean, especially because, remember, in the last 50 years, this, what I said, this a new unenumerated right, it's not in there. That's what, when you hear the words substantive due process, right, in your listeners, whenever you hear the word substantive due process, think the following. Oh, that means it's not in there, and the judge justices are putting it in. Right, they're 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 using due process substantively, not procedurally. <clears throat> so since contraception, and then became a right to privacy, and then abortion became the right to privacy, we have gone further. Right, what what else? Right to homosexuals, to same sex intimacy, same sex marriage. That's why people who are concerned that this spells the end of those two. Right. Because that was the same line of cases called the right to privacy cases, contraception, abortion, homosexuality, and same-sex marriage. So the question is, where does that leave the other? Is this now a toppling uh, cards or dominoes are going to fall? All I could say is that the majority opinion said this is just limited to abortion. This should not make anyone worried about those other right to privacy. And they justified it by saying... This is a much more profound, uh, more profound moral issue because it's not about consensual sex; it's about an unborn fetus, and the unborn fetus has no nobody's fight. You know, there's no political movement other than the pro-life movement. So they were trying to make a distinction between that. So when you say it's 50 years, it's 50 years. But remember, the conservative justices are saying it was wrong from day one. And remember, so too did Justice Ginsburg, liberal icon. She, too, thought the reasoning behind Roe v. Wade was fragile and it could fall, and she ended up being right. Legal analyst Thane Rosenbaum, CBS News. And Thane, you know, speaking of years, you go back 160 years ago with the Civil War. That was all about states' rights and federal rights in regards to slavery. When you look at the Civil War, here we are, a little bit of a reversal where before the federal government wanted in the, the battle pretty much about federal laws as opposed to state laws. And here we go now throwing this back out in regards to this decision back to the state laws. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is, again, going back to the very early days of the Republic, right? Who has, who has more responsibility, the federal government or states? 
So, for instance, you know, where where is this? Where have we seen this recently? Vaccine, right? Mm-hmm. Vaccines was a very good example of what you're talking about. It had been understood by the Supreme Court that vaccines was the subject to the police powers of the state, right? It's a police power of the state. So when the federal government started, remember the Supreme Court earlier in the year dealt with a few cases with vaccines where mandates for certain employers would require. That's where that argument came. Well, whoa, whoa, I thought this was for the state. And in, for the most part, the Supreme Court held tight on that, that said, you know, when it comes to police powers, the states, unless there's federal money in it, where the federal government is actually supporting, uh, you know, the pandemic, fighting the pandemic. So, you know, I, I, as, I, as I said earlier, you know, when people are talking about trying to codify Roe v. Wade through a, to, fed, to federalize through federal legislation, it comes up against two issues, the one that you just raised and, and the other issue. The Supreme Court just said it's for states. It's through political process through state legislatures. The, it's, it's not a constitutional right. It's a right that can be granted through states. 